the chicken broth. <laughs> Don't blame the chicken broth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Most people that drink chicken broth drink Chardonnay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, the chicken broth was amazing. That was fucking phenomenal. Cougar juice. Mm -hmm. That's how. That's why I don't drink. You know, I don't drink Chardonnay. You know, like on Sideways when he goes, "I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot." I don't drink Chardonnay. Okay, I got you a special blindfold. Oh God, you're blindfolding me. Oh boy. Yeah. All right, I'm game. Here we go. Oh, it's pink. Yeah, it looks white in my glasses. You should have told me to bring my blindfold. I was trying it. It was too late. I was going to try to get one that had like a funny eyes or something. Is this what your sister smells like? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Ooh. your sister's. I can smell the makeup. We're going to have to cut that. Nope, that's staying in. <laughs> okay. This game is called Hood Snacks. Hood Snacks? Yeah. I don't want no fucking crunchy corn, corn nuts. I fucking hate corn. I nuts. almost got those, so you don't have to worry. I won't spoil it. You don't have to worry about that. I, I, know. I know hood snacks, bro. I grew up. I grew up in the hood a little bit. Let's find out. It's a flaming hot Cheeto. It's a Cheeto. You think it's Cheeto? No, it's an off-brand. Is that a Taki? One more guess. One more. Oh, it's a fu is it Funyun? No. You got it. Yeah. It's Funyun. Okay, let's see what else we got in here. I'm trying to think of the order. Yeah, order's important, right? Yeah. I didn't think you were going to go coconut first. <laughs> oh, this will be fun. All right. I love Funyuns. That wasn't the shape of a Funyun, though. How did you get the Funyun in a fucking... You can taste shapes? Yeah, that wasn't... <laughs> that was straight. That's why I was confused. It wasn't a perfect, like, circle like Funyun. <laughs> That's a gummy bear of some sort. Yeah. Can you taste the flavor? It's got a little. Is that the is that the Mexican candy coated ones? Oh man, you guessed right. Yeah, I love those. Chamoy. Dude. Yeah, chamoy. Dude, okay. I grew up on hood snacks. Come on. You're doing good so far. This is really hard. No, that's. Fucking peanut. It's coated peanut. Give it to me. I don't know the name of this. But it's a coated peanut. You got it. What's the name of it? Uh, this one in particular is called Tamaño Gigante Picosito. I can't even fucking Cacahuates say estilo japonés. Yeah, I just buy them. Let me get another one of those. Those are delicious. Right? Crumble these up. Put it on something. Dude, I'm gonna put this on the fucking beef tartare. It's gonna be delicious. Yeah. Okay, let's Hold on, I need a drink. I'm gonna wash my mouth after that one. Yo, your sister smells nice. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? This is a chicharron. Get this number on the feeling. 
Yep. Okay, I just got. I practice all my senses, bro. You just got three more. This one you're you're gonna get. I, I just got Chicharron. What you mean? This I mean. Well, this. No, give me another one. No? I thought you would get this one really easy. It's very airy. Yeah. But it didn't taste like a Cheeto. It's a weird shape. It's got the texture of a Funyun. It has no flavor. No flavor. Oh, it's spicy. Mm-hmm. Is that a Taki? Nope. What is it? Close, though. This is a... Uh, flaming hot fries. Oh, they fucking squared it off. Yeah. I, I, I taste flaming hot. Okay. Emphasis on the flaming, not very hot. This one, you have to really close your eyes, and I'm. I, I'm I can't see anything. I know. I'm, but this, because this one, I have to put in your mouth, and you have to take a bite. Okay. Okay. I gotta bite it. Yeah. Ready? It's coming. Ready? <laughs> you put your dick in my mouth. I'm punching. Ah. Oh God. <laughs> that was for the sister jokes. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those uh beef jerky those beef beef fucking sausages from seven eleven. Yeah. You got a meat stick. Yeah. That one was uh, especially I was like, yeah. <laughs> so we have video of me shoving a meat stick in my mouth. Yeah. Now. Okay, last one. At least it smelled like your sister. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to cut out. I'm not fighting. cutting any of this out. <laughs> this is heavy. Yeah. Is it hard? No. It should be very chewable. This one... The flaming hot has messed my mouth up. Give me one more. This is a high chew. You got it. Yeah, bro. You win. I'm fucking hood snacked up. And for playing, you get to have the rest of this meat uh, stick. Oh. Congrats. Congratulations. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, a fucking bologna stick. <laughs> there we go. Congratulations. Good job. You won the hood snacks except for the flame. The one that I thought you would get, but it was a shape. It was the shape that threw me off. Put yeah. it in my mouth. I was like, why is it so square? <laughs> I can taste shapes. You can't taste colors, but I can taste shapes. Mm -hmm. Another shot? Yeah, before we go. You got to work out. Hold on. I got to work. I gotta, okay, what inspires you? What's uh, your What's your culinary inspiration? Not You can't say Anthony Bourdain. Well... Easy answer is yes, Anthony Bourdain, because that was the book. When I read that book, I think I told that story last time. But yeah, that sparked uh, that, that sparked, sparked the passion. But what like, keeps where's... me going? Um, what's the drive? I got two answers. One, clearly, it's me. Look at the way you're dressed. <laughs> you're you're my inspiration for yes, my uh, my fashion sense today. Uh, but no, this is good. So, what keeps me driven in food is um, oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, took another giant bite. <laughs> it 
Hey, so bad. I'm not right. <laughs> such a big bite. I just uh, feel like I ate a whole pack of bologna. Oh, God. You're going to have nasty burps later. And farts. Oh. Um, no, my inspiration is that, uh, and, and I might have touched on this a little bit last time, but uh, food is a, is a catalyst. Uh, I want the food to be as good as possible. I want to do my best. I want it to look as good as it can, taste as good as it can. But really what it is is sometimes you don't often remember all of what you've eaten, right? But you remember who you were with. Yeah. You remember why you were sharing that meal. You remember having a good time with that person. You know, you might not see them often. You see them once in a while, but, you know, you, you shared the the wine. You, you broke the bread. Um for me that's kind of like when i when i get bummed or i'm tired or you know i'm feeling uninspired i'm thinking what the fuck am i doing with my life right like all these different things when those when when i'm getting down i always remember the reason i do it is because i care about people and and i want to show them that i love them and i think that when you're around a table sharing a meal there's like that's like one of the best things in life you you remember those things you might not remember like i said you might not remember everything you ate you remember it's at least good but you remember who you shared it with you remember what you talked about you yeah. know i love that um the other inspiration is uh just random things in nature or art uh i will say that i love the art topic in food uh one of my well my first mentor he I'll never forget it, and it's something that I apply. Is um, he said, "Don't confuse being an artist with being artistic." And Ooh, elaborate. For me, I think what that for me, what it meant for me in food is uh, some people do it because they have that prima donna thing, and I'm an artist and I'm creative. Look at you right now. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> food, I think for me is can can be an art. There's art to it, but I think it's more artistic in the sense that. There's a lot of things that you have to do to get to before it's art in the sense of like food is math, it's chemistry, it's biology, it's physics. Uh, and so those. That's you know, why I suck at it. <laughs> and I think those things, it's kind of like you have to know the rules before you break the rules. Right. And, um, you know, but uh, I disagree with that part because I think that's why I did so well season six of MasterChef. Is I didn't know the rules and I was breaking all of them. Mm -hmm. I was so naive. I was breaking all of them. And then this last time when I was in there, all the rules of food were in my head and it slowed me down. Even though I was still working fast and I, I did shit in 45 minutes, that was insane. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I could have done more if I didn't give a fuck about the rules. But I think I cared more about the rules. I think with food, this is my true honest opinion, I think with food, Fuck the rules. If it tastes good, it's good. Yeah. No, and I agree with that. Uh, you know, it's just a personal philosophy for me. It's like, but, you know, it's like, you can say exactly what you said, but if you don't know how to scramble an egg properly, right, and then you fuck that up, and then you put some ketchup on it or some shit make it look pretty. A little... Well, yeah, but you're putting ketchup on your egg. You're not eating <laughs> eggs. You're eating ketchup. Right. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean, though. It's but like you're not going to make it far with that. No. But it's if, a it's a it's a balance of both. But if you're like, I've never scrambled an egg, but I'm gonna throw a lot of butter in this pan and I'm gonna cook it slow until they're right. Well, that's that's instinct. I think that's different, and that's also applicable though. Yeah, I think you and I think you and I and and people that go on that show, people that, people that go on MasterChef, um, 
obviously there's different levels of talent, but I think a lot of them have instinct. I think a lot yeah. of them have, you know, like you yeah. said, it called you, right? Yeah, yeah, no, the, the instinct, the instinct was there. Well, and the other thing I'll tell you as far as maybe this will, while you're thinking um, with inspiration is just, just taking walks, wherever that is. <laughs> and I know that sounds funny, but like, if you're in a city, think about it. <laughs> Say you're walking through San Francisco. <laughs> Why is this so funny? <laughs> Taking a walk? Field. You're like, you know what? You know what else really inspires me? <laughs> Taking a walk? Yeah. What if you're in Florida? Well, then you're probably going to make some shitty food. <laughs> Sorry, no disrespect. Sorry, Florida. Uh, but no, like really, like taking in the sights, the smells, you know, you see the textures, you see the colors, you see the graffiti, or if you're walking on the beach and you see, you know, you know, magic hour of the sun going down, right? And it lights up the little seaweed pods. And I know, I know it sounds, but see, but this is, but this is what I mean about the don't confuse artistic with, you know, don't confuse art with being, being an artist and being artistic. That's kind of what I mean. It's that balance. You take in these weird little nuanced things, but then you apply the shit that isn't art to it. And that's, I think that's where you make good food. It's right. It's right in the middle of that. Yeah. Damn it, I was saying something that was going to be really good, and your sister interrupted. It was probably about Elon Musk. No, it wasn't about Elon Musk. You're like, you know what inspires me is Elon Musk's voice. No, it doesn't. Uh, Damn it. Damn it, Adrian. Will you have any other questions for me before we go, or you want some more meat stick? Or <laughs> Thank you for having me. Sounds like we should wrap this up, huh? I had some other great questions for you, though. I was thinking of them you, last. You didn't night. write them down? No, I thought I had them. I thought I just had them. I got more. I got time. You can. Add, I'll ask. Talk. I'm on. I'm on eleven. Like I told you, I've had shots. I'm dressed up. Well, you do ask. You have, ask do you have me. any other questions? Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> My series regular, everybody. Adrian coming back always. Biggest loser. Ah. Or uh, uh, can I say biggest loser? I can't. Can I? Bunch, of, you're you're the biggest. I'm the biggest, the biggest bunch, of the bunch. Biggest of the bunch loser. <laughs> I'm like, I'll take it. Fuck, I was on something. I'm. I might ask Mike to come in and rewind the tape. I don't know what was I fucking saying. Anyway, um, yeah, you should know what that tastes like. I do. I'm curious. He just bit off the tip. It's called a Tijuana Mama. <laughs> oh my god, it's a pickled sausage. It's a pickled. It was Ooh. It's kind of good. Ooh. Like after after it marinates in your mouth, it's kind of good. <laughs> Ooh. That's um almost fermenty. Yeah, you like fermented shit. Yeah, but not that. Oof. Not going to be happy. What's something you want to do with food? Hmm. Like do you have is there anything you want to specifically accomplish with food? That's a great question. I don't know about specifically accomplish. Um, I think obviously a lot of us have charitable or like grandiose like ideas that we want to do to improve the world, you know, things such as waste, right? So there was a place, I, you know, I worked at um, in San Francisco that we helped open up. And it was a great idea. It came from a great place, but you can become zealot with anything. And they were a little over the top with like, no this, no that. Like I couldn't cook with alliums. I couldn't sear. But one thing they did turn me on to that, and it's still daunting now, like even with all the stuff I just brought you was they were talking about packaging. Mm. And if anything, if we can come up with a better 
if, if I could have any part in that, uh, that would be one accomplishment is, you know, you go to the store, everything just comes in so much trash. Well, it, com- it goes back to, like I said, the capitalistic society, right? Yeah. Like, if companies were willing to sacrifice just a small margin of their profit, they could put their shit in completely biodegradable plastics. Yeah, that's something I don't understand. They have the money. They have. Like, they could fund the research. <clears throat> like my cookie. The cookie, once it's baked and cooled, goes into a square plastic fresh seal bag. That bag is completely biodegradable. Nice. Like literally, if you run it under the sink long enough, it just dissolves. Nice. Uh, it costs, it doesn't even cost that much. It costs a little bit more than a knot, right? But that's why, like, there's there's so many reasons why my cookie's expensive. High quality ingredients, like we use really good flour. Like, I don't buy the cheap, you know, ultra processed flour. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm buying good flour. I buy good butter. We get good eggs. Like, we support all those all those businesses and I charge a little bit more for my cookie, but you taste it in the final product. You taste it and you see it in my employees. Like they feel good about it. And you see it in like when my wife is talking about the cookie, like she doesn't feel like we're scamming somewhere along the way. When you have all these products hanging in the Seven Eleven, it's like the board meetings that they're having is how can we get a cheaper package? Mm. That's all they're talking about. How do we get a cheaper package? How do we get a cheaper ingredient? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to call out Christina Tozzi, but I've heard from the inside that she's changed a lot of her ingredients so they can ship around the country and there's a lot of new preservatives in their stuff. And it's like, so you can make more mm-hmm. money profit over yeah. what might be better. Right. But that's up, but that's the decisions. Those are hard decisions to make, especially when you're like, I also get it from her standpoint is like, you're building something and you well, got to have money. investors, right? You yeah. have, you have people on the board right. and sometimes you get outvoted. So, so again, yeah. there's all these keyboard <clears throat> warriors that go get upset at people when they don't really know the when full they story. Have no idea. Yeah. And goes back to daddy. Yeah. <laughs> He's at Twitter doing shit. We have no idea. You have and to call everyone... him. You have to call him daddy from now on. Fine. <laughs> I'm going to get a shirt made that says Elon is daddy, just, and I'm no, going to wear it. Just daddy, and then a little mini mural of him on right here. Boom. Uh, I think Elon is daddy is a funnier shirt. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Are you going to get that made for me? I, I might wear one next time. <laughs> next time <laughs> I come back. We can wear matching shirts. shirts but yeah. that's the thing. He's doing shit at Twitter. We have no fucking idea, and everyone has a fucking opinion. And it's like, you guys haven't walked 30 seconds in his shoes, let alone you couldn't last a whole day with this dude. Like, fuck off. Okay, no more Elon. Uh, the other uh, thing I was going to tell you when you're com- is, uh, telling a story. That's something I want to accomplish with food. Mm. There's a story what to tell. What story do you want to tell? I here here's my thought with you from the outside, mm-hmm. and this is just friend to friend. This is I, I love hanging out with you, and I love working with you, and all that. Oh, thanks. We should take shots. Uh, just take shots to that. That's fucking great. <laughs> uh, I I love working with you. I mean, look like, jo- and Johnny even called me before he had worked with you, and he was like, "How's Adrian?" And I hadn't 
worked with you yet and then i did work with you and i i immediately after the first time we worked together i, I called i called uh johnny and i said yo he's the shit i oh, was appreciate like that, man. well because i mean i know we both we both come from master chef i know what it takes like i also know how daunting it can be i know how it fucks with your life it fucks with your mentality like and those are hard struggles and i know that you've you've been going through a lot with family and you know relocating all of that sometimes translates in food and like there's other chefs that gets the best of them that has not gotten the best of you 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 are still fucking a plus in the kitchen and so immediately i called johnny i was like yo he's gonna be your number one i was like put this dude on your list like he's awesome so cheers to that thank you man that means a lot what i think as a friend from the outside is uh like you want the white whale right you want that mm-hmm. you want like the, the client i have i would call my client like the white whale it's fucking it's the best job ever um set goals to get there small goals and like know them write them down like sleep with them like when when someone asks what's next like you know like literally what's next because those little things add to it. Like when when Chef Lee, you know Lee, when Lee brought me in, I had no idea where the fuck I was going. And he showed me the private world, and I had the same thought. I want the white whale. But I didn't even know that like, that was a thing yet. I was like, I just need a private chef gig. And then I got it, and I got like the most miserable one ever. I The person wanted well-done filet mignon every day. <laughs> And at first I was super green about it. I was like, I'm going to cook the best fucking well done filet mignon. Like they're going to love this. Like they're going to say like, even though he's cooking it well done, it's the best. And my whole goal is that if someone that likes medium rare steak, like they would eat this well done filet and they'd be happy with it. And that was my goal every day with that, with that guy. But every day, like it just, it just took a piece of my soul. And then eventually I was like, this is not right. This is not good. And then, and then it was like, okay, what's next? What's next? And then it was just like small little goals that led to, it was like, and Lee said to me also, and this is actually good advice that I can share with you right now is when you land that full-time private gig, not the white whale, but when you land the next full-time private gig, that's not the last one. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it like you're going to be there forever. Keep going. Not even keep going. Just know that it's going to end. And it may be on your terms. It may be on their terms. You won't know. But just know when you start it, like, don't get too attached. Because you, when you get attached, that's when you know you've got the whale. But the next one is not the whale. Right. Because you you got to, like, you got to, you got to, you got to go through the shit the shit clients before you get the good one. Cause you, how else do you know what the whale is? Right. Right. You have to know what's, sometimes, if I did, sometimes like, what's bad before you know what's good. Correct. Cause like with this client, if I didn't know what it was like to cook for the athlete, if I didn't know it was like to cook for the ambassador or the, the royalty, whatever the pop singer, like cooked for all those mm-hmm. at Without Lee's voice in my head, I, I could have thought every one of those was the fucking yeah. end all, right? Yeah. Especially the athlete, because it was the most money, and it f- felt the most glamorous because of the other basketball players that came through the house, and the other superstars that came through, and the DJ, and I was like, 
this is fucking wild. But it was so stressful. And the hours were so long. It was actually killing me. I was going to burn out. If I was still on that job, I'd have burnt out by now. And I, you know, but with Lee's voice in my head, it was like, this is temporary. This is temporary. And then when that fucking whale shows up, you know, which it's in your, it's in your future. Set the goals for it. You'll get it. Yeah. You know, it's like, make sure you're on all the, on all the agencies. Radars. Radars. Even though like I didn't get mine through it. But it's a stepping stone. And then obviously just, you know, working with other chefs in the business, Mm -hmm. that helps. Like being, working with Johnny, working with me, like we get emails all the time. There's so many emails I've got that I haven't sent you because I know that it's it's just going to fuck your shit up. Like I know you'll take it, you'll go do it. And then, but it's not the right gig. You know, it's in like, yeah. Like I read it, it's like five kids, they want this, that, and it's like, I'm not even going to pass that along. Because <laughs> you'll do it. I know you. You'll go. You're like, I'll give it a try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saving your ass. Uh, what are you going to do when, when you're done with food? Oh, I've thought about that, too. I thought, you know, my only real passions are food and what food does. Like I said, bringing people together, the storytelling. I, I'm really in love with wine, just the whole idea of it. It's it, it's very romantic to me, you know what I mean? Something Just something about the vineyards and the soil. And Have and, you done any psalm classes? No, but that's on my radar, that's on my radar to do next. Uh, and the other thing is traveling. So the only other thing I thought of is um, <laughs> I know some people that have been flight attendants, um, but they loved it, and they love the benefits, and they retire, and they still get to just get on a plane and, yeah. you know, for relatively lower cost than everyone else. Those are the only real things I've thought about. Um, the only other thing is maybe things that I did before cooking and it somehow apply it in in tandem or in parallel with what I'm doing now. Like I said, the storytelling is uh, when I was going to school and majoring oh. in philosophy, I wanted to write. I wanted to I wanted to be a, a writer. Sorry, let me move this closer. Yeah, what? you can turn it down too. I just realized it's up from, yep, spin that. Well, that works too. There we go. That's better. Turn it up slightly. Um, you like writing? Yeah, and so when I told you uh, storytelling, um, that's kind of an idea. I don't want to talk too much about it because I feel like when you say all of it, right, it's just something. Someone else does it. Or, some, yeah, something happens Travels. to it. But, um, yeah, writing and uh, storytelling and food in some way. So I think food will always be there for me. Yeah. I think it's always going to be. Some something about that's always going to be a part of my life. But, I've always uh, wanted to. I've always wanted to cook on a cruise. I love cruise cruises, cruise ships. You do. I've never been on one. Really? It sounds a little for me that kind of like island fever kind of thing. I uh, hear it's a good time though because good restaurants and dude, pools and bars and it's amazing. The boats are so big. Like when you get like like the new Norwegian ones that hold like they hold like forty five hundred guests and. 2500 staff i mean you're talking like 7000 people on a fucking boat and you you don't feel it you feel like you're you feel like you're just in a building yeah you feel like you're just in a building and there's all this shit to do and you go see shows and you go eat amazing food and you gamble and you go to the pool or the hot tub you go get a massage there's in the gyms are insane like there's a track there's a Like some of the newer ones, they got go-karts and fucking, I mean, there's so much stuff to do that 
you have to walk to the edge of the boat and look out at the water to remember you're on the fucking water. Yeah. It's awesome. Because you get so caught up. Were they still doing the Master Chef cruise when you were I dude? I'm I'm the the more days that go by, the more I get mad at Master Chef. <laughs> well, so I have a follow up question, but why? Why do you get more get upset? Don't forget the follow up question. Yeah. The tour, the cruise, pop ups like out of I think out of all the Master Chefs, I mean obviously Christine. I'm not talking about winners because winners have a different they get. They get like a little help. I'm not talking about winners. I'm mm-hmm. talking about people that have not won. The losers. I think I've I think I've done the most pop ups in the most amount of cities and the most amount of countries because I've done pop ups in Canada and Mexico as well. Um, I've done the most cities. Like I could run a full pop-up tour with, with the current master chefs. Mm-hmm. People watch the show. They fall in love with the people, but they can't try their food unless mm-hmm. they have enough money to fly one of these people out and cook for them, which a lot of people, a lot of people flew me out to cook for them. I mean, I did that for like two and a half years straight. I did nothing else but fly to people's homes mm-hmm. all like, and I'm talking far. Uh, if we put on a, a tour they do this tour but it's it's cooking on stage in front of a bunch of people people buy tickets come watch basically a master chef episode live they still don't get to try the food mm-hmm. why yeah it would be so easy to take like a fan favorite from multiple seasons and hit the road put the right put a tequila company behind it put a wine company behind it get hex clad pans behind it because you, you know what question I get the most when I'm in people's homes? What pans do you use? Hey, Hexclad. Hey, Hexclad. <laughs> I love slash am over all the Gordon Ramsay commercials. Like, obviously, he's a he's got a stake in the company. Yeah. Take this shit out on the road and do events. Yeah. I get, think I think I'm picking up on what you're saying. And you're absolutely right. And it's it, it Master Chef has the tools, the resources, the money. They could. Be like, hey, in New York, we're going to put these people together. There's going to be a pop-up. Right. In this and, city, and, this and city, honestly, this city. Not, not in a egotistical way, but like my whole life has geared up to this. Like I could be that person for MasterChef. Come to me. Let's sign the fucking deal. I'll put on these events all around the country and it, they'll be huge. They'll be huge. But I know how to do it. Like... I have done it on my own without them. Could you imagine if I had the money from a tequila company and Hexclad and MasterChef behind and we promoted it? They would look out fucking Lollapalooza. We got mm. the fucking Master the real MasterChef tour. This shit that they're doing right now parading these little juniors around, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, I could do wonders but but I, like I'm a I'm kind of offended because like I like literally they research us before yeah. we go do the show, which a lot of people don't understand how invasive they get into our lives. I mean, I sent them video of my fucking closet under my bed, my bathroom. <laughs> my, but, but wait, why? My refrigerator. Why your closet and under your bed? They asked for it. What? The, what? I gave them so much video of my fucking life. It was like I showed them all the touring, all the all the stuff. 
So I'm kind of offended that they they, they literally know every little detail behind the scenes. I'm I'm the best person for this job. I haven't even gotten asked to do the tour. Is this something you talked about? There was a and there was a text thread. Um, what it's something we could produce. I'm not going to tell that idea here because I think it's a good idea. But wait, tell me the idea. We'll edit it out. <laughs> is when I can't remember who was all on the thread, but we were talking about all runner ups versus runner ups. Like one season of all the runner ups. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. A season of runner ups. Yeah. I mean, you can leave that in if you want, but I that's maybe great... it'll make them do it. Let's fucking go. Or you said produce it ourselves. So what I was going to ask you is this: the pop up thing. Is this something we can do, where we can get some kind of sponsorships or, or something? You know, every major city get as many people from the area as possible to come and put on a dinner for a week or a month or something. Well, here's the thing, and this is the problem with having the white whale mm-hmm. is. I don't want to lose that job right now. Exactly. That's so what, whatever I leave this for, it has to be I have better. To, it has to replace it financially. Yeah. So the answer is not no, but it's like, can we get the fucking million dollar contract and make it happen? Yeah. So. But see, that's what I understand. If we tried if, to do it, MasterChef might be like, no, you can't for whatever. No, we, we would have to. This is what we would have to do. We would have to put a deck together. We'd have to put the cities together. We'd have to do. We'd basically have to put together a business plan. Mm-hmm. We have to do all the work. We'd have to go to MasterChef and license it, and then they would take a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So we we'd have to like really go to bargain. We'd have to bargain with them big time. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we might not like the deal. The deal, mm-hmm. and then that gets squashed. And I think, and I think maybe, I mean, maybe that's the reason they've not come to me because in the past when they did. Like, I read the contract, and I said no. Like, after MasterChef Season 6, their company that does all... They threw me a contract, and they were like, we want to do this. And I was like, okay, so I was like, what are you doing for me? They're like, no, when stuff comes in, we handle it for you. I was like, so I gotta, I still got to go get it? They were like, yeah. And I was like, and you're taking this percentage? They're like, yeah, I was like, I'm good. I yeah. was the first one to ever turn them down. Yeah, I hate that shit. But but that's the music business. The music business forever has just been so cutthroat. Everyone's stealing from everybody. I mean, when you have people like Taylor Swift that's upset with contracts with with Spotify, like, you know it's bad, you know? It's bad. So I'm just, I, there was one time, my guitar player's dad, he's a, Emmy award winning producer shit ton of Emmys we won this battle of the bands and we got to uh, perform at a this big fucking show in Reno Nevada mm-hmm. and it was put on I don't remember what network but we got voted best unsigned band in the country they were doing this whole TV sh- it was gonna air on this whole TV show whatever they hadn't sent us a contract they hadn't sent us a contract and my guitar player's dad says to us, be careful. He goes, 15 minutes before you go on stage, they're going to hand you a con- contract, and they're going to want the rights to whatever you perform on stage for forever and in perpetuity. And we were like, that's wild. We're like, okay, but like, not, we haven't gotten a contract yet. Yeah. They're, they're not going to do that. I'm not fucking shitting you to the fucking T. We were, we were 
dressed, stage ready, done, sound check. The place is packed. We're about to go on stage, and the this guy in a suit comes over. And goes, hold on, hold on. Before you play, we gotta have you sign this because we, uh, we gotta have the rights. Sneaky. We gotta have the rights to air it. And we're like, hold on, we gotta read this. And like, we it, dude, it was nothing short of a nineteen entertainment contract. It was like, we own you. We own everything you do on that stage, and forever. And I mean, we but we were already versed in music contracts. We'd seen enough of them. We read through it. We called his dad. He was like, yep. We crossed it out, crossed it out, crossed it out. We are like, you can take these things out and we'll perform. And then, I mean, we delayed the whole show, like, I don't know, an hour maybe. And they were calling their lawyers. They were re-amending the contract, sending it back. I mean, it was a back and forth, back and forth. So I think, like, it, I don't know, maybe MasterChef knows not even to to fuck with me like that. So I don't know what the, like, I, I asked one of the people that's out on the tour and I think they did like 30 dates and they only got $2,000. Damn. I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, you'd have to pay me $2,000 a, a date. And they can get that money. Of course they can. Yeah. My follow up question was, <laughs> who from any of the seasons would you like to compete against with? One one category, let's say, just for fun, just you know, having some funsies with someone. Who's judging? That's a, also I don't. Good question. I don't have the answer to that. So we'll get back to that. So one answer is the public judge. Maybe I don't know, but uh, the other category is who do you want to compete against to beat the fuck out of them? Well, first of all, I already did, <laughs> but if we had the right judges, I'd go against Claudia again. Oh shit. Step right up. Okay. Who's your funsy one? And it could be multiple. Oh, for fun? Yeah, just to fuck around and no titles, no nothing. Just, you know, we're gonna make some we're gonna make some food and some people are gonna judge it. Are you judging? Maybe that's okay. Let's say there's three judges. One is also a former Master Chef contestant. One is an actual like badass you and your painted nails. <laughs> badass chef. And the third person is just a somebody. No 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 culinary background. So you have this weird I, I think for funsies, I would like to have Dan there. That would be funny. Willie. Oh, uh, Willie, I love Willie. Yeah, like all the big personalities. Um I think those would be fun. Uh Olivia, do you remember Olivia? Oh, the salad, the salad, salad bitch. Yeah, <laughs> love her. That would be fun. I mean, you're judging. You're on the judges panel because <laughs> you can taste color. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no. Back to the other one. I would, I would love to be judged by the public with Claudia. That's a good one. Like full public panel, blind, blind taste test. They can't see who cooked what. Fucking judge it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, for funsies, would be the runner-up thing. Even just, I would just love to be with all the run. Like, but but even just more so, like definitely you. I mean, we kind of competed, but you know, not really in the same sense. Um, no, and you're, you know what, dude? Your dish was fucking. Your dish was dope. I'd like to redo it too. I'd like to make a little, a little more finesse on it, but uh, that you could have. It was kind of rustic. Yeah, 
cooking with you though, cooking with Natasha, Becky Reams, just because I know Natasha. Why Natasha? It's just she's got some weird back, like kind of latent. Like her food is just comes out of nowhere, and it's it's and she does such a good job. I've cooked with her, like yeah. But her, well, what do you think about her audition dish? The cheesecake thing yeah, that the she did, deconstructed cheesecake. Well, I can't really speak on it too much because it's her dish. But what I what I will say is that you know I think like a lot of us. They threw a bunch of information at us, right? And they're like, this, and sign this, and do this, and send us this, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she's taking care of the kids. She's halfway around the planet when she's getting this information. And there were some things that I didn't see either. And then she didn't notice that she had to do the dish within a certain amount of time, right, that we were given. It's always been that way. Well, every MasterChef challenge is a certain amount of time. Yes, but she didn't see the allotted time. It's just from what I understand. She didn't see the allotted amount. And you can't do what she was trying to do in 45 minutes. And so she had to, and that, but that's what they chose for her, right? So like, in but my, she also submitted that dish. Yes. She, that's, so here's the thing though. She did submit the dish. So but, for anyone listening at this point, two hours in, you have, <laughs> we'll cut some shit. We'll cut some Elon shit. Uh, yeah. MasterChef asks you to submit multiple dishes. Yeah. Because they're going to pick who you're going to go against. Right. They already knew we were all going to be fucking runners up going against each other. Right. So they picked our most difficult dishes that we submitted. Cause the dish that I, I submitted two or three, uh, three other dishes and they picked the hardest fucking dish I had. Mm -hmm. And I was, I mean, I was still happy about that. Uh, but I didn't know how long our time was going to be either. I, I think you're right. We didn't know how long I was going to be. I thought right. we were going to have an hour. We have 45 minutes. And they picked that for her knowing you can't really. But first of all, she shouldn't have. Okay. In the history of MasterChef, anyone in the future that wants to audition, do not do anything deconstructed. You don't, you, you get cut. They cut deconstructed people. Hmm. You have to word it in a different way. Even some of Michael's best stuff. The one thing, there was one time he said something deconstructed. They gave him a shit. They gave him shit for it. Yeah. Like, when I did the Bon Me, I was going to actually plate it and do it deconstructed, but I was terrified. And then fucking Gordon says to me, Derek, maybe you should have plated it. And I was like, you fucking knew. <laughs> you knew. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you just don't deconstruct. Yeah. De deconstructed cheesecake? What is that? A cheesecake foam and crumble? Dude, honestly, and... I'll tell which Natasha, can be delicious. But I'll tell Natasha to her face like what she did. I could have done in five minutes. Like it wasn't hard. She did. It was literally a whipped. It was whipped flavored cream cheese and a crumble. Yeah. But like you said earlier with the rule conversation we we're talking about, if it's fucking good, it's fucking good. Yeah. But and in that situation, in that but, situation, but it was judged but against. Rules, they're judging on more than they're judging on everything. Like right. If you look at all the steps I put into my fucking dish. Yeah. Like. It was an insult that that was next to me. Yeah. Well, I'd like to cook with her again, though. Uh, and you brought up Michael. I really dig Michael. I'd like to cook with him. I love I love his his energy. I we love... gotta go down to Austin together with yeah. Michael and fucking party. And go just eat. Uh, but there is one person that I think you know who I'm going to say that I would love to go, like, in a serious head-to-head -head competition. Christian? Yes, that too. Actually, now that you said that name, yes, but yeah, I mean, more. You would win. Everyone would win. He's not good. <laughs> Let's put him more in the back burner, though. Is he deserves to be on the back burner? Luca. Oh, 
Yeah. I'd like to go get anyone out there. Want to put it together. Let them know. I might put that together. Call them out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Rami are going to judge it. <laughs> oh. That would be so good. Uh, on that note, we had some fun today. Yeah. We drank. We played some games. You had some meat sticks in your mouth. I love a good meat stick from daddy in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This episode's going to be chopped up. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good fucking TikToks from it. That's for sure. I'm I'm happy with that. Let's do it. And we'll do it again. Cheers. Thank you for having Cheers, me. Cheers, brother. Appreciate you so much. Thanks for helping me dress up today. I couldn't help with the scissor jokes. It really smelled like a girl. Yeah. Next time we can talk about cooking at Burning Man. Pull the microphone. Oh, you want to throw it back in now we're having some snacks? You cooked at Burning Man? Yeah, I cooked at Burning which is one How of did the... that go? Because you got to take everything out. There's no... It's pack in, pack out. So, I... My really good friend, Ben Starr, who was the fan favorite of my season. I, you throw that name out there. People know him. They love him. I joke that he's the best at life. He's just, people just love that. He's better guy. at life than me? Oh, my God. He's the best. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he took me to Burning Man back in 2014. Wow. And I hadn't even been on MasterChef yet. Oh. We, so his camp, you have to have, you know, a lot of times you sign up and you're like, this many people, this is my camp. And his camp was called Camp Potluck. Because you have to contribute in some way, creatively. And his concept was we would cook, and not only would we cook for the people in our camp, but anyone that wanted to come by, or especially for the artists that are creating... Would you barter? You don't barter, you just give. That's it. You just give, and everyone gives. It's like, this is what I have to give, what do you have to give? But that's bartering. Give for give. It's not really a trade, it's just, you don't even have to give me anything. That's the thing. Okay. If you're just hungry walking by, you come in. Yeah. So what we did is we sourced like for days before he rented a house in Reno outside of uh, uh, Black Rock or whatever it's called. Um, Reno? In... You mean Palm Spring? No, Reno, because it's up Northern California. Burning Man? Yeah. I thought Burning Man was like close to Palm Springs. No, up north. And so we sourced for days and we prepped at this house that he Airbnb'd. And then we went into Burning Man and we got to go in uh, days early uh, I forget what the sort of what what it was, you know, because you're a camp and you're doing what. It, also, we were feeding the artists, but I got to tell you, that is a cool. That should be a Master Chef challenge if they ever film around that time. So we took a regular kitchen stove, uh, with propane gas tanks, but we also had solar powered electricity, and so we were out there. We cooked for from, two, supplied from Daddy. Yes, two weeks. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We're making meals out in this fucking desert, and the sand is super fine. It gets in everything. You have to be everything. so. You have to be so clean. You have to be so exact. You're relying on the solar power. Um, but we made some phenomenal meals. The fir- one of the first nights we had all the artists come over. We did roasted chickens, uh, roasted potatoes, salad, vegetables, herb. You know, like a chimichurri. We brought in. We brought in truffles. Oh, man, it was, and you're just like, you know, and you're standing around these people in crazy costumes, half naked or naked, and just like eating, and it's just one of the best experiences ever. Right. There's free, also really free cool. Free tits. Free nudity everywhere. Yeah. Um, Forever would be the best currency. Yeah. There you go. Oh, you're beautiful. Come have some food. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I got to pee. All right, let's go. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to A Bunch of Losers with me, Derek Fox. Uh, please comment below. Uh, if you guys have questions for any of these guests, I'm sure they would love to answer, and I'll answer as well. So let me know below. Also, you know what to do. Like, share, subscribe, and then also make sure you're following us on Instagram, A Bunch of Losers with Derek Fox, so you get the update on the new episodes. We will be launching them weekly. All right. Thanks, losers. Action.